This is the In Motion Ever Marvelous Managed Master of Amusement, Malicious Events Podcast. I'm Melanie, now let's get to it. Hey, hey, my party peeps, all my event planners out there, all of those who are listening to this podcast right now because you either love events, you love following along how I'm doing events, you hopefully love the transparency in how I'm doing things and what I'm doing because I find that when you seek out a mentor, um, I think there's a difference between two different mentors in my opinion. There are mentors who would say, here's exactly kind of what I'm doing, here's the scale that I'm working in and emulate this or do better here, this is what I learned, that's what I want to do. And then there's mentors that'll say, hey, here's all the success tools and you can kind of help out and volunteer here and there and I'll give you some tips here and there. But I just, I just wish that someone could show me hey, here's the real end of it. Here's what I'm doing on my computer on spreadsheets. Here's how much money I'm putting back into the business and stuff like that. So if you were here for events, I'm so sober. (laughs) Do you ever put two words together? So and super happy that you're here. I want to today go over something that I came across. You know, if you are in event planning or if you own a computer, which we all do, or even a phone, (laughs) Uh, Pinterest is a thing. So I was scrolling through Pinterest and of course on my Pinterest I have a lot of events type stuff. Kind of I have boards that are um, event food and catering and decorations, balloon decorations, event themes. So I have a lot of event things popping up and every once in a while I'll come across five things that you should know if you're an event planner or the the top 10 best event planners in the world. You know those kind of things. So one of them actually caught my eye And I will put the link to the article here. I just wanted to kind of dive in. Now, what it's called is, it is called Five Reasons Event Planners Aren't Successful. And so, of course, it's a little bit of a, oh, like, I want to find out, am I successful? So, of course, I clicked on it. And it is by plannerslounge.com. No, I don't don't know much about this website or anything. So, whatever you find out, you know, go ahead and find out. I just didn't. I didn't really care to find out oh, who is behind this and whatever. I just simply read the article and I want to dive into it with you all. So the first thing that it says is, and you know, it has a little introduction and it says, number one training, number one reason that event planners are not successful is that they have zero training. Now, this is where I want to talk about what I did. So, um, you know, I'm going to say what they did. They said, such as going to a conference, finding a mentor, taking a class, reading books, working for a catering company, and getting education on accounting because (laughs) it was interesting that they had these because I find myself, I've done a few of these things early on. And if you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you'll find out that I started to take jobs that were in my business realm, such as catering, venue work, the front end, the back end, hostessing, all of that because I wanted to know what does it take to put an event together before I was running them. I wanted to be in the positions so that I understood it better. So for it to say work for a catering company, that, my friends, is huge. I would always recommend find maybe the best caterers or something in the area because since I've worked for Magobies, I have found out time and time again that they have their foot in so many doors they are so successful 
their company is just it's phenomenal it trains really well you get the job down you you meet a lot of venues you meet a lot of people you have not just weddings but lots of corporate events and home events and so many things so I would 100% recommend that and I totally feel like for me too one of the biggest parts of training was not only that job and the jobs that I took but it was also finding a mentor and this is I would say I have two well I'd say like two and a half really three mentors first and foremost is my aunt Debbie (laughs) I've talked about her before she is like Pinterest in human form and I grew up going to um Christmas parties and and my cousin's wedding like her daughter's wedding and all these things and I I just I'm always in awe about how she can put so many things together layer upon layer and have it look so put together and so cute so I'd say I I grew up kind of seeing that and I wanted to emulate that and then the next thing I did we'll go in chronological order was getting in a catering company Uh, which brought me around all of Utah County, Salt Lake County, and I was able to understand where and how they looked, all the venues. And then, um, let's see, so I guess like, I take that back. Maccabees wasn't a mentor. (laughs) I just, I just love that job. Let's go back to be, oh, here we go. Because of that job, that's how I got the job at Sleepy Ridge. And I met Judy. Judy is the director at Sleepy Ridge for weddings and events. And she is I had she she's just a natural leader and she is so professional and so fun she is in the best position I mean I'm sure she has other aspirations but to me I think she was the best position for this job that she's been having for so many years like I think she's on year 10 of doing this position because if something were to go awry she knew exactly how to handle it with such poise and professionalism and also keep it light-hearted because we all understand Weddings can get stressful. <laughs> so there's just so many things that she taught me and I would ask her questions and get her opinion on things. And I feel like I am able to respond to either positive or negative situations so much better than I ever would, especially like writing emails and everything because of Judy. She is top notch, one of the best professionals wedding and events in weddings and events. And then I will take you to my, my third mentor, so I I know I've mentioned Chelsea Curtis in, on here in the past. She does a, so she's an event planner here in Utah and she is phenomenal. I, I think the story, long, you know, long story short, because I know I shared it in many podcasts ago is I was on my Instagram, of course, and I was thinking, you know, I don't know why I'm not following more events type businesses or people on here. If I'm on here a lot, I might as well just start following and seeing more of that so I can attract it more in my life and learn. So I think she was, Chelsea Curtis was one of the first people that popped up when I did event planning Utah or something in my search bar. And then I started following her. And then I saw that she was going to Pinner's conference and she was teaching a mini class. So I went to Pinner's conference, coolest thing ever. And then I went to her class. At the end of her class, she had a special for her online program type thing which is called the party planner academy and i have recommended this to countless people ever since i went through it because it'll take you if you are a beginner of event planning business or if you already have a business like me and you want to boost it more which i did she is she just put this together so well it's so easy it's so fun 
Um, it's interactive. There's downloadable areas of the online course. It, it's it's so freaking good. And she has a lot of good tips and, and explains it in very professional ways. So in a way, I do see her as a mentor because she has done a lot of events. She knows what she's doing. And um, I don't know. That's it. So I really, I really loved her course. I love Judy. And I love um, my Aunt Debbie. So I say all three of them are mentors. And if you notice, that's not all business mentors. Two of those people are professionals already in their industry. One of them is, I mean, she's now more in her industry, but my aunt is just someone I saw growing up and then I started to observe and absorb. Now, as far as, you know, reading books, I wish I had a recommendation for you. I don't. I'm still reading self-help books because I think those will help you no matter what area of business or job you're in, such as... um, you know, all the good ones, <laughs> such as switch or decisive or what to say when you talk to yourself, the seven habits of highly effective people, like all those good books, like they are phenomenal. You learn so much from them. Rich dad, poor dad, just great, great, great uh, examples of success in business and people. So number two is <laughs> the second reason for their for why event planners are not successful is they have no game plan. Now, <laughs> um, I would say, like, what is a game plan to you? A game plan could be something way different from one person to another. So for me, and what this really means is, are you taking your business as a hobby or is this going to be a full-time income? And I feel like I am still figuring that out. I'm still figuring out how to balance um, working with Chris, as you know, on every other podcast, you know, as best as we can, I'm with Chris and I'm helping him and I'm with his business. And I'm also with the party club and malicious events and doing all these things. So it's, I still have, of course, this dream of, oh, I want to, I want to have employees under me who, not under me, but like with me or teammates who can carry out these events with me, who have other ideas that I'm not thinking of to make our events even bigger, better. People think, oh, malicious events or the party club, and they have, they already have an idea of what it is, and it's fun, and it's bright, and it's helpful, and that's, that's really the game plan. So mine is not as intricate as maybe it should be, or maybe as yours is, but it's, it's something that I know it's not just going to be a hobby. I do, I would like to support my family and our household with income that I make from events. So it definitely has to be a business set up. It can't just be, oh, hey, you're having a wedding. I'll jump in. I'll help you. Like, I'm finding that my time is is very valuable to me, as I hope that most people do. And I definitely want to be compensated in some way for that, because it's, you can only do things for free for so long before, like, both sides are just suffering, where you can't deliver what you want, you are suffering in other parts of your life because you have to give so much to something you're not getting much back in. So it's just, I don't know. I hope that makes sense (laughs) because it makes sense to me. Now, the third reason that event planners are not successful is potential clients are not finding you. And this is interesting to me because as far as malicious events goes, I don't have a website and that's probably because I don't have a game plan. I don't have exactly things that I do nor do I have teammates quite yet with just malicious events that I can do things with. As far as the party club goes, heck yeah, we have a website and we have um, we have like giveaways on there and we have places that we can show what we're doing. So I do think that's really big. 
to have a website. And I think this goes with your business name as well, because you can have, let's say, (laughs) my first business idea and what I actually still have my LLC as is Zaba Events. And you're like, Melanie, what the heck is Zaba? Great question. That's not even English. <laughs> it's it's the beginning part of the word for fun in the Czech language. It's Zabavni. So Zaba events means nothing to people. They didn't know how to pronounce it. Zaba doesn't... The only thing you know about that business name is that there's events involved. But what does that mean? Is that, hey, I stack chairs and I set up weddings. Or does that mean Zaba? Maybe I think of Zoom. Like, are you a part of online video chatting. Who knows? So I think it's really important to find a business name that also makes sense for what you do. And if not, market it well so that if you have a crazy name for your business, market it as such that it's very clear what you do. And I think that's the best way that clients can find you. And number four, the fourth reason event planners are not successful is that their website is less than stellar. I think those are exact words from the this site that I have these five reasons on. And I think that goes for, uh, let me just tell you a little story. When I worked at Sleepy Ridge, each year at the B, really at the end of the year, we would start to see if our prices were still competitive. So we took on the assignment of looking at every single venue we could find in our county and we would find, okay, well, on their on their biggest night, like on a Saturday for the most expensive room, it is this. And I will tell you, sometimes it was not the funnest job because some of these websites withheld information that would otherwise make me, if I were a client, want to go on there and buy. If that doesn't make sense, let me explain it this way. They had no information about their prices. You had to contact them rather than if I'm at home and I want this to go as fast as possible, which most people do because we have a short attention span and so many things are so available to us. I am not going to spend my time calling and emailing, waiting to hear back. If I miss them, I just want to look at their website, find their price and say, that's in my range or it's not. It's so much easier. There are sometimes just things that are withheld from a website for reasons maybe the, the business thinks is good. I don't, however, you have to put yourself in a consumer's shoes in a client's shoes and say, hey, how is this experience that I'm giving on my website? Is it fun? Is it interactive? Is it giving them the information they need? Is it giving them too much information? Is it just wordy? I mean, who goes on, let's be honest, who goes on a website and reads every single paragraph on the homepage? I would say no one. You kind of skim through the titles, so make sure you have good titles. (laughs) And that's something I learned when Chris and I were building his website is it may be very wordy, But that also helps with the whatever SEO is to where you can optimize your word search because you have so many words on your website. So I think that's mostly why we did it. But if anyone were to spend the time because they want to know exactly what they're getting into, we have tons of good information on there. So as far as Stellar goes for a website looking, if you have a color scheme, use it. I mean, think of, let's see, when I think of Nike... I think of the swoosh, the little check mark, you know. I think of red, white, and black. I feel like those are the main colors they use in there. I mean, obviously, they have a lot of different colors, but the main colors they use, I think, are those. When I think of Facebook, I think of blue. So anywhere that I see Facebook, I'm probably going to see blue. So there's, there's definitely ways to make it look more cohesive or stellar. And 
such as if you go to chrisavery.com, <laughs> you'll find that there's a page that says don't click here. And that's a fun draw. To me and to Chris, that is really fun because it'll make people go, ooh, oh, you're telling me not to? Okay, I want to do it. And then they do it and then they get more value. So it's really fun. The fifth and final one is confidence is the, the fifth reason why event planners are not successful. Now it says confidence, but it really means the lack of confidence. And this goes back to the podcast that I put out on, uh, what was it, August 5th? And that's the one that says, use your traits for, to your advantage or characteristics or something. And that's where I talk about my confidence, where I sometimes will show up somewhere not knowing exactly what I'm going to say or do. And then I deliver because I have the confidence. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know what I've done in the past. So when I show up, whether or not I rehearse every single word that I'll say when I MC, I know exactly what is to be happening and I know how to make it really fun. So with that, we have in, in, in the, uh, what is that called? In the link, it says, in the beginning, learn all that you can. And this probably goes for volunteering, understanding the position, um, which is something I felt like I did is I would say yes to pretty much anything because I wanted to get hands-on experience. I wanted to understand what was going on. I wanted to ask all the questions I could and basically juice information out of people who have been in the position that I want or close to it and get as much information as I could so I can gather um, a, a wide perspective of different ways to handle situations. And another thing it said on here is look for a life coach or therapist because sometimes the confidence will not just be a performance-based confidence, but it will be something personal. So if if you have a home that makes you feel less than confident because maybe it's messy or maybe people at home, you allow them to talk to you a certain way or, um, I don't know, you, you compare yourself to your friends because they have better cars than you. And of course, the whole social media thing, I don't need to explain it. We all know that you can go on social media and you can find, oh my gosh, that's so much cuter. I could never do that. And then you just feel crappy about yourself. So if you need a life coach, really, if you need an accountability coach, my husband is phenomenal. He will definitely boost that confidence. He actually, I take that back. He will not boost your confidence. You will boost your confidence by the way that he can teach you how. And there's so many more people out there. There's, uh, if you just listen to podcasts, fill your mind with positive things that are in your realm or just make you feel good. Cause when you feel good, you feel confident. When you feel happy, you feel confident. When you feel put together in your life, you feel confident. I'll tell you that I feel more put together when my home is more organized than not. So there's, I mean, there's many things that can go into the confidence. And something that the website says is uh, they have this, it's called Ultimate Business Success Checklist for wedding and event planners. I have not looked into it, but if you'd like to go into it, I would probably say Trust it, follow it, download it, do whatever you need to, because that's just another resource to help get you ahead. And who doesn't want to get ahead in this life, you know? I mean, not in a like, haha, I'm ahead of you kind of way, because then you're comparing again. And actually, let's talk about this for a second, because this is something that's been on my mind. There's sometimes where you can compare yourself, and the end result is you feel really crappy because you're not as good. But then how do you feel when you are on top and you compare yourself 
to someone who used to be in your old shoes. So let's say you just you think you're better than them. You are still comparing, but aren't you still hurting yourself by saying I'm better and they're not? Do you believe that hurts yourself? Or do you believe that only hurts other people if they were to hear your thoughts? Just a food for thought. I just I sometimes think about that because one trick that I used to emphasis on used to do is when I would give a talk in church or when I would be an MC for an event. When I was younger, the way that I could do that is two things. One, <laughs> this is so bad. I don't even know where I got this from. One, which is the good thing, and then I'll say the bad, is that I would think, oh, everyone here is my friend. I feel comfortable. And that was a trick that I would tell myself so that I was more comfortable speaking with everyone. The second thing is, I don't really, I don't know where I got this from. My family is really nice. My friends are really nice back then. But I would say I'm better than them. Like they look up to me. And that was a trick that I used so that I could talk in front of people and not feel so nervous. And it's not like I ever felt very nervous. I think there was maybe one time that I was speaking in front of people and I was like, man, I just feel so out of place and uncomfortable. Other than that, that's a strong suit of mine. And it's not because I think I'm better than everyone. But now I really just look at it as I'm comfortable. I'm going to give them a good time. My goal before I leave is to make everyone laugh. (laughs) Um, A quick story about that is I was in a musical when I was younger maybe when I was like 10 or something in sixth grade. I know I was in sixth grade. Is that 10? Yes, we'll go with it. But I was in a musical and it was for Scrooge. And you know, there's Tiny Tim who's on the crutch and it was one of my friends and and someone overheard him say, my goal is to make someone cry tonight. Like I'm gonna make the people cry because you know, Tiny Tim and the Scrooge musical or the play, he's like, the poor little helpless kid who's who's like sick and then his family gets better and he's like god bless us everyone <laughs> so it it makes me think of that like when i'm in front of people or when i'm doing an event i have a goal in my mind going i'm going to make someone's day today so i'll go out of my way and give someone a glow stick like a little kid that wasn't expecting it and there's just little ways and tricks to boost that confidence boost the business to be a little bit different than the rest to to feel good and just and love what you do. So those are my five things that I wanted to depict from plannerslounge.com. I want to thank the worldwide internet <laughs> and Pinterest that brought these to my attention. And if you did not pick this up, I do think it's good to still seek out help once you feel like you kind of have the hang of things. Like I said before, I don't feel like I have 100% of things together. And I'm good with that because that means I can always improve. But I will say I still read these kind of articles because it's a good way of me to measure where I am sitting and where I see myself. And maybe in the future I'll feel good enough or I will just think of, hey, let me talk to my friends who have been working with me in business or ask my husband and just say, hey, out of these five things, where do you think I sit? And just be open to the feedback because it's really not positive or negative. It's just feedback. I'll have Chris explain that sometime. It's really awesome. That is all for today. I hope you learned what you learned. It doesn't have to be a lot. It could be a little. And I appreciate you following along. And like I said before, if you have anything you would like me to talk about or share or dive into, or if you just simply have something to say, I would love for you to find me on social media, malicious underscore events. 
why is it called underscore? <laughs> I've never thought about that before until now. Anyway, but then you could also leave a review saying, hey, I love this. I wish you did this or anything. I'm totally open to it. I love the feedback. Thanks for listening.